Hello, I'm Dan Aykroyd, and welcome to this fine motion picture emporium. It's nice to know you're here tonight, rather than at home shoving cheap little plastic cartridges into cheap imported video systems that keep you and your family hostage in your own home or apartment. Now, let's face it, big screen entertainment is what it's all about. We've enjoyed it for years. Movies are great. There's nothing like a good movie, or even a bad one for that matter. Welcome back, my friends, to the podcast that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. I am Joe Spiegel, and sitting across from me is... Mike Sutherland. Hello. 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 This is our Fate of the Furious episode. We're going to talk about that fine film <laughs> and uh, our flicks of the week, which is uh, mine's going to be the Korean film Train to Busan. Mine is Revenge of the Zombies, a 1943 serial type movie. All right. Giggity. All right. Uh, then we got a couple trailers to talk about and whatever else pops into our filthy little minds. So uh, why don't you uh, take it away? <laughs> Shit. You're not going to say nothing? Dwayne? Take it away, Dwayne. Dwayne. Take Dwayne. It, take it away, Vin. 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 All right. He's named after a car number. I always forget about that, huh? It, a car serial number. Yeah. <clears throat> Fucking funny. All right. So we already Johnnyed it? Yeah. Yep. All right. Good to go. All right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. <laughs> Meanwhile, I don't. 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 All right, let's do it. All right, so um, because of a lack of uh, substantial type films that were at the theater this week, Mike and I decided to go see the the uber mega blockbuster, Fate of the Furious. No shit, dude. Five hundred million dollars worldwide. Yeah, I. Why? Because. How? Because. Everybody still hasn't gotten the memo, and the memo is, <laughs> look, before I no, go to- no, dude, the the this just tells me that the motherfucking studios know what they're doing when it comes to stuff like this, and I, it's scary as shit. I think they they just got lucky with the with the Fast and Furious franchise, and somehow it's just still doing it. I I don't understand it because every look. I'm only in Sacramento, so I haven't talked to like the whole world or anything like that. But a lot of coworkers and stuff, you know, I, I I've I've been in the car business for a long time, so everyone that I work with is a car enthusiast for the most part. So when I talk to the you know the the what do you call them the little Honda enthusiasts and stuff like that that love just constantly tinkering on their cars, we talk about the Fast and Furious movies with them. Sure, they love them and they want to go see the next one and the next one, but they still all have these reservations about it. And they have major problems because, you know, and this is my biggest problem, is that these films keep going farther and farther away from the original film's concept. And that is cool. And uh, it's uh, it's annoying. It, it, it's It's even more annoying the fact that no one seems to really give a shit. It, it, these just keep making another film. And look, I've learned in the past few years, learned to take a step back and, and realize that these studios don't owe me anything. They can do whatever the fuck they want. They can make these movies any way they want. They could package it any way they want. They could you spend as much as they want on it, put whoever they want to direct it, act, 
and that's that's it. They have their carte blanche, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just a spectator. If I don't like it, pretty much the only statement I can make is either by not going, you know, spending money on it, or writing an angry letter. <laughs> yeah. So it's. Do I agree with them doing this? No, I don't. But it's kind of hard to argue when each movie keeps making more than the previous. And it keeps doing it and keeps doing it. The last one, sorry about that. The last one made, uh, what was it, one and a half billion worldwide? Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't blame them for wanting to make another one. But eventually, I, I, I don't know when the fuck it's going to happen, but eventually people are going to start to notice that these movies are shit and they're getting shittier and they're going to stop spending as much money on them. I don't know when the fuck that's going to happen, Mike, but it's going to happen. <laughs> there will be a day of reckoning. Maybe. I just don't know when it's going to be. Sort of. You know, and and look, maybe maybe this series for, for car enthusiasts is like heroin, okay? The first dose is the fucking best, right? And it just hits you the... You know, I'm going off of, you know, from what I heard. I've never, you know, been that fucking retarded to try it. But um, it's that first that first high from it. And and so they keep thinking with the next one, it's going to, you know, like they're trying to recapture it and they're trying to recapture it. And, and with each movie, it's just getting less and less effective. I'm just going to wait till, you know, he's they're they're being chased by aircraft carriers. Yeah. And, know, and, or on ski ski bobs or whatever. Or they're, they're going to do like what you said. They're going to do a cross uh, cross uh, <laughs> franchise, you know. Oh yeah, you know, cross it with I don't fucking know, fucking Twenty One Jump Street or whatever. Cross it with Jurassic Park. <laughs> they're gonna be, they're gonna go onto an island and they're gonna do fucking, they're gonna race their cars from T Rexes and Velociraptors. I don't know because they're both universal, right? Right. So, um, yeah, I just, I, I hate this movie. I <laughs> fucking hate this movie, and. I know I'm starting it off with this, and normally I do, but I want, when I'm done with my rant here, I want you to talk about this movie because you actually said you liked it. You enjoyed it, that it was fun, and and, 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 and I, I don't have a problem with you enjoying it because that's the point, is for us to go to the movies and have fun, yeah. So, and it's a fun movie, and the problem <laughs> is, is that the baggage that this series has created over the last decade, I can't ignore it anymore, and it's... You you can't bring me back. I, I can't. I'm I, I refuse to buy the Furious Seven when it came out on Blu-ray. I'm not gonna buy this one when it comes out. I, I regret having part six. Okay, because part six is to me, part six is when the series jumped the jumped the shark. And I, I just I'm done with it. I can't I know we're gonna keep seeing these movies, especially there's nothing out out uh, nothing else out the week that it comes out. All right. Forgive the caffeine, you know, rant, but uh it's uh Rapping for time. <laughs> I just these fucking movies, man. It there's there's when you see really good movies struggle to make any kind of a You wanted me to give my opinion. I know. I, I told you, you but I told you, you, I, told you gotta, I gotta going. do my rant. I gotta do my rant first. What I when I told you <laughs> Well, this is also what happens when you give me ninety minutes to listen to hip hop in my ears while you're fixing the computer. Oh, <laughs> so Yeah. I'm I'm ramping up. I'm ramping for time. Let me do my thing first before you get into your fucking rant because I know it's going to take I was almost 48 done. minutes. I forgot where I was going with it anyway, so go ahead. You fucking hate this movie. Yes. I'm just going to read off this, which is my piece of shit. And as a movie critic, it's difficult to watch movies a lot of the time. 
nitpicking everything on the screen, getting angry at the bad plots, bad screenwriting, whatnot. You know, the Hollywood Hollywood endings and lack of development, you know, it's it's the main reason I have never gotten into the Fast and Furious franchise. I never saw the first one. Then Tokyo Drift came out, and I'm like, whoopee shit. <laughs> you know, because now everybody's going to fucking soup up their Hondas and and try to try to be fast and furious Mm -hmm. and they continually do it and fine you know whatever it's it's uh you know it's good marketing the only thing that's going for it is the car chases that's it that's what i actually liked about the movie you know we've seen three of them they're well done but that doesn't carry this movie it's it's it it doesn't work well it does It, it absolutely does work because $500 million. Well, why don't they just make a TV show where they recreate chase scenes and use up-and-coming directors to film them and then critique their style? Bam. We own that. <laughs> We're going to call it and action. Boom. <clears throat> but getting back to The Fast and the Furious, these movies just keep getting worse. The trailers show us everything we need to know. Um, we don't have any background, no plot, no nothing. It's just car chases and explosions it's michael baying a movie you know and you could do that in a two-minute movie unlike a trailer it's just going to be an entire movie of two minutes where we don't need to know anything about the characters just quick cuts from beginning to the end it'll save us time and money we can watch a million of these things without having to leave our house and you know how it's going to probably end yeah but putting that aside the reason we keep getting these movies is we keep paying for them yep <laughs> i can get me on the bad dialogue the plot, the acting, if, you know, if the goddamn movie is entertaining. But this franchise goes the extra mile, and it makes each sequel worse than the previous one. The last movie had a fucking car chase on top of buildings. How ridiculous was that? (laughs) I mean, they were literally jumping from building to building. This one has a fucking submarine chasing a bunch of cars and cutting through ice. It's not an ice cutter, it's a submarine. Yeah. And Dwayne the Rock Johnson right. saying we're going to need a bigger truck because if the ice was thick enough to support all that shit happening on, on top of it, then it would be too thick for the sub to be cutting through it so easily. Yeah, huh, there you go. There's more fucking. So fuck you. Yeah. All right. What's next? <laughs> what are they going to do? They're going to mount all the vehicles on surfboards being chased by a fleet of America's warships. I mean, they put skis on dirt bikes and drove them across the water and triple X the return of Xander Cage. And they, put- which, by the way, is the same fucking plot as this one. Hey. 20- with the exception of uh let's see. She steals the world codes for nuclear bombs. The other plot for Xander, the return of Xander Cage yeah. was satellites. The yeah. same exact thing, World Eye or Eye of the World or Eye of Satan or Satan's butthole or whatever the fuck they called it. Eagle Eye or something. Yeah, the Eagle Eye. Same exact God's shit. God's eye. The Fate of the Furious has almost reached Smokey and the Bandit sequel status, including the TV series. If you've ever seen any of those, have you seen Smokey and the Bandit 3? It's been a very long time. Have you seen Smokey and the Bandit 4? No, I didn't know they made it. Smokey and the Bandit 4 has Jackie Gleason, who dresses up as the Bandit, to try to capture the Bandit. <laughs> Is that like that's that's a fucking level of ineptitude that is that like Bugs Bunny dressing up like a female bunny? No, okay, no, because the Bugs Bunny dressing up as a female bunny is way more funnier and smarter <laughs> than any of this shit ever. Yeah, and that's done in seven minutes to eleven minutes. Yeah. So my suggestion is Sony can make 
a Smokey and the Bandit versus the Fast and the Furious, right? Mm-hmm. Where all they do is they take digital images of Burt Reynolds and Sheriff Buf- Buford T. Justice from the worst parts of the movies, not the best parts, mm-hmm. and then and then digitally place them into Fast and the Furious. Hmm. I mean, they're willing to make a 22 Jump Street meets Ben in Black, right? Yeah. So why not go that extra mile and just take shitty fucking movies or shitty TV shows and then and then mash them together with the Fast and the Furious? You're just going to do it anyways, so fuck off. That's it's It's garbage. Look, I actually enjoyed moments of the movie. I wasn't I wasn't sitting there in my arm in in, the, in my armrest. I was gonna say armrest against my armrest. Usually leaning against the armrest, going, "When the fuck is this movie gonna be over?" Yeah, there are moments in the movie like the action scene with Jason Statham and the kid. Okay, yeah. very Jackie Chan esque. Yes, very cool. That was fine. Charlize Theron, awesome. She was really good in this movie. Okay. Which isn't saying a lot because you're acting against Vin Diesel. Whoop de shit. <laughs> it isn't hard, is it? No. <laughs> but what doesn't make sense is the killing of characters you don't need to kill. Like the girl that had Vin Diesel's baby. Oh, spoiler. <laughs> he has a kid. Yeah. Why? Why why continually do stupid shit like that? Who's gonna take care of the kid? Well, that's their way of bringing, you know, bringing the baby into his family. It has nothing to do with it. Why? Why kill Elena? Um, What's the use of killing that character? Yeah, she was first introduced in the fifth film, I believe. Who cares? (laughs) I mean, seriously. Who gives a shit? Who fucking cares about when she was introduced? She's in the movie. We know that she was in one of the movies. But what I'm saying is, is that you now just put the kid in jeopardy. And his mother's dead, so now you have to. The bad guys have to take the time to take care of this kid, yeah. feed him, and whatnot. Right? Mm-hmm. Change him, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So they kill the mother, and instead of going with a, an interesting plot device where they threaten Vin Diesel by, like, she's in this, she's in this compartment in the plane. Yeah, they should have hulked it. That's what I thought was going to happen. They should have said, okay, she's in this thing, and then they open the door. I thought they were going to open up something, and she was going to get sucked out to her death. Well, no, and, and they say, this is this thing is a cage. Yeah. And we're just going to fucking drop her and the kid at some point, mm-hmm. right? And that would have been fine. <clears throat> that's That's a threat, right? So he takes off his necklace, which has this magical little fucking tracker on it, <laughs> which nobody notices, but it blinks. Yeah. Nobody notices it. With all this technology on board of tracking everything in the world, nobody notices the fact that his cross has a fucking tracker on it. Yeah. No, I think nice. I, I think I mentioned that while we were, right. while we were, I'm sitting in the theater with you and I'm, I'm just shaking my head. Or, I, the, or the beginning of the movie where he has to race this dude in fucking Cuba. Yeah. Right? But Vin Diesel is such a nice guy, you know, that, you know, he's the I king of Cuba. Respect. Yeah, fuck <laughs> off. This is this is such. The guy was garbage. a piece of shit. Yeah, the guy was a straight up piece of shit, and then he gives him his fucking keys back. Okay, you've earned my respect. He takes he takes the sh- the quote unquote shittiest car on the island that for some reason his cousin owes a shitload of money on to this guy. When yeah, it's a give him the fucking turd, car. Right, it's a fucking turd beater. Yeah, 
And then just going to give your your cousin your fucking expensive, you know, low rider anyway. So who cares? And about thirty five seconds of screen time, Vin Diesel soups up this car by removing a bunch of weight. Well, he doesn't and, really soup and, it up. And hook up th- some NOS to it, right? And well, then he does a little bit of tinkering under the hood, you know, a little montage thingy. And then and then all of a sudden, he's fucking- Yeah, this he's, car, he's fucking MacGyvering the car. This car's just staying up. You know, the fact, not, you know, I forgot that, like, when you're hooking up NOS to a car, you got to do things like, I don't know, calibrations and shit like that. Not necessarily. But- Not, not if you're just using it for pure speed boost. So then- He's fucking driving this car, you know, in the you know, around this island of Cuba. Well, not the whole island, of course, but you know, what a I mean. one mile track, right? And well, they, it stretched out to be a fucking fifty mile track, right? Because how long the scene was, right? Apparently, but it ends with Vin Diesel having to drive the car in reverse, so the flames after the engine blo- starts to blow doesn't hit burn his burn him up, so he flips doesn't the, kill him. Yeah, right. But, yeah, but it's going to kill him anyways because the entire car's on fucking fire. Yeah. And then somehow he's still he's able to flip it into reverse and I, look I'm and not, go 120 miles an hour. Yeah, um, reverse has one gear. <laughs> it can't. I don't think you can go more than maybe it pushing it. I think you can maybe go more no more than 35 miles an hour in first gear. I couldn't earn reverse. I, I don't know. I I don't know the exact yeah. mileage, but you're you're in the ballpark. Yeah, it's just, and this car's already fucked up. So it, the no no I. I it was fun. It was a fun scene, but at the same time, it was oh, stupid. And, and he rolls out of the car. He jumps out of the oh, car unscathed. A hundred at a hundred plus miles an hour. Yeah, unfucking scathed. And he just stands right up. He just he's I, a little I, dirty. I think he dusted himself off when he got up. And he he like, did. I'm fine. Yeah, motherfucker, you are not fine. Smiling, and 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 no one left the theater when that happened. Everyone just kept sitting there going, oh. And, and I, people down front, and then the, what was clapping the, the, and going? Woo. Yeah, wasn't there like when there was a revel, revelation type scene, like when the oh baby, my god, dude, someone actually went. <gasps> yeah, really, motherfucker, haven't you seen Days of Our Lives? Oh my god, he, he's he's got a kid. He's got a baby. Remember? <laughs> so yeah, this movie's fucking <laughs> stupid. It's so god. And then what bugs me so much <laughs> is that. Every scene where they're in the command center with Mr. Nobody's Kurt Russell and, right. and, and, and again, which is another, it was good banter. I actually enjoyed the stupid banter between not common and not whatever rapper he is. Ludacris Thank you. and Tyrese. Yeah. Tyrese Gibson and Ludacris were fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. Look, for me, Ludacris was great in the second movie. Okay. That's when he was first introduced. That one, he was good. I, but they brought it up. They, they brought up the, why do you always yell? Uh-huh. Why are you always yelling? Shut up. Quit yelling. You know? Yeah. And look, Tyrese had like the, the, the movie's best lines. Right. Pretty much. Except, well, when The Rock was, you know, talking about all the shit he was going to do to Statham. But, yeah, I'm going to beat you like a Cherokee drum. Yeah, and all that. Which, it, eh. it was, I'm talking about just all the, their constant shit talking back and forth. Right. And that, I, that was, a, that was the, th- the other part, which was The Rock- and Jason Statham's uh-huh. dynamic. Look, if this was because a, those guys in a movie are good together. Look, if you label this movie the Expendables Part Four, the the new or the you know the beginning or or something, you know, um, then it would make more sense the way that this movie's going. But eh. but for it to be called Fast and Furious when these all these fucking people are sitting in a, in a command center and when they're delivering dialogue, I keep waiting for them to break out in the laughter because it looks like they're smiling while they're saying all this shit. Like I can't believe I'm I'm, I'm actually reciting this dialogue. Yeah, I would have punched the writer. And 
you know, Charlize Theron, who's a, who's an Oscar winner. Well, that doesn't mean a whole lot anymore, but it, she's still, still an Oscar. She's winner. still a fucking Oscar winner, and she's a top notch, you know, what a list celebrity, yeah, and an actress, and she's. I mean, she she sells her her role very very well. Yeah, I I can't fault her. Her character's fucking horrible, but. But she, she isn't. Sells it. She isn't spouting off jargon, bullshit jargon, like they were in in the command center. Yeah. Oh, we gotta get the the fleeble to <laughs> to coincide with the dangle. Yeah. It, like, it, fucking shut up. This movie's really trying to sound smart. Yeah. It just had Vin Diesel doing what I just said in Cuba, and you're gonna try to hit me with smart with yeah. intelligent? No. Don't. Just, oh, don't. she's 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 hacking the mainframe. She's from the inside. <laughs> I don't know how she's doing it. She's the one. Yeah, and, and look, she was pretty much Timothy Oliphant's character from Live Free or Die Hard. Yeah. Right? Where she lets her people do all the fucking hacking, quote unquote hacking, until they keep fucking up, and then finally she gets irritated, and she's like, okay, I'll do it myself. Right. Like, come on. If you're the best fucking hacker in the world- No, you get, you delegate you delegate because you need to see what's going on. You can't just- If you're- And this is true for business, okay? Mm-hmm. You gotta have you gotta surround yeah. yourself with people that know what they're doing, because if uh, unlike us, <laughs> if if you try to do everything, it's not gonna work. Yeah, unlike us. I mean, okay, well, you know, perfectly like us, because we're trying to do everything, <laughs> and we have no help. And, so thanks a lot, and, guys, and, and and no uh, no experience. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're flying by the seat of our pants with this shit. We're flying blind. And okay, and then also this whole turning Vin Diesel into a bad guy thing, when you already knew. I look. My my guess was when I saw the trailers almost a year ago that Vin Diesel being a bad guy was because he's being held hostage because someone's being threatened. It's all bait and switch bullshit. And me, oh, hold on. What I've got something to add to that. What? So he goes through and does all this shit. All this shit happens in New York. Fucking, and that's the other thing that bugged me was the the. Russian consulate has a fucking minigun in their in their limo, uh-huh. and they're just mowing down cars. Oh, you like? Did you like in the, the middle of New York City? Did you like the World War Z style car chase? That was cool. Where it's just like zombie, it's cars instead of zombies, and right. they're just fucking piling up out around this limo. I, I did enjoy that <laughs> because so it was just dumb. It was so it was so out there, and so yeah, it it wasn't dumb. It was just. They took they took an idea, yeah, and ran with it, and actually, it it's and like slapped a, it, a rocket on it. It's like selling a car, okay? <laughs> yeah, and you and sometimes you have to go to the extremes. And in and in one case, I I know a guy that looked at a I know a general manager, a general manager, a sales manager who was working on the front line, who was selling cars, and he had had enough of this dude and looked at him and said, "You can't afford this," and the dude got pissed off. Uh-huh. And said, fuck you, I can afford this. I can afford the entire dealership. And then some. He's like, yeah, I'll prove it. So the dude wrote a check for the entire amount of the car right there. <laughs> and slapped it down, right? Yeah. Well, they ended up becoming Did it clear? Friends. <laughs> oh, yeah, it cleared. The dude, the dude owned most of Lincoln mm. when this happened. So he was a rancher. Um, long story short, <clears throat> like something as bold as that, right? Just taking that little idea and then expanding on it and yeah. telling... Not just him, but you know, basically getting on as you, you you suck, your family sucks, and and trying to get him to commit to this whole thing, right? Yeah, that's what they did. They committed to this fucking idea, 
And then she kept, keeps saying, you made a choice. And, yeah. They, they committed to the idea of the zombie car chase. <laughs> and they made it work. All right. It yeah. worked well in the film. It's as stupid as it is, as stupid as the concept is, mm-hmm. that concept has been around for quite some time because people can hack into cars. They've done it, and they're continually doing it. But how much, how much can you control? And that's the biggest fear with these new cars is someone can hack it, but how much can they control? Yeah. Right? And how much control does does the factory have? Can they just shut my car off no. whenever they want? Yeah. Which they can't. If you're driving the car, it, there's a there's a kill. There's no, <laughs> the there's, God switch. <laughs> yeah, there's no kill switch. They, they can't just turn off the car as you're driving. That's illegal. What about like uh, OnStar? You can't turn off the car while you're driving. Oh, well, okay. Well, I got you. So, Sa- safety thing, yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's illegal, and uh, yeah, just like you said, it's it's a safety issue. But they can they can turn off your car, they can set it to disable, mm-hmm. so that when you park your car and turn it off, you can't turn it back on. Yeah, and that, in my opinion, is a violation of your personal rights. Well, it doesn't matter. We're getting into <laughs> fucking bullshit and politics. I like the car chase in New York mm-hmm. because it's just so wacky. It's it's very Looney Tunes esque, right? Uh-huh. Just if you're gonna do it, go big type yeah. of thing. The problem I have with the whole thing is this: Vin Diesel is driving at a hundred miles an hour down the streets of Manhattan. Yeah. No. <laughs> Apparently, the the Universal's never seen an episode of Cash Cab. <laughs> Apparently, no nobody watches fucking you know. People. Yeah. Nobody goes to actually do research in New York. So here he is driving around in New York City and causing all these problems for the cops who aren't around magically. <laughs> but yeah, he's still driving like a maniac. And then he gets chased on foot, right? Mm-hmm. Where he has these atomic bomb codes, which don't have a tracker on them. Oh. And the only people that have the codes are the counselor. This Russian dude, mm-hmm. whoever, and his aide, but there's no police escort. Oh, no, they took the police escort out, which was only four vehicles, Yeah, which was two motorcycle cops, and or four motorcycle cops, or two cars and two motorcycle Less cops. Less than a funeral procession, yes. Right, when usually there's a ton of them, plus Secret Service or whoever. Yeah. Country Secret Service. Whole route planned out. Yeah. And one... And, Oh, and she did this whole thing. He's in the limo. He's in, yeah, no shit. He he's no shit. He's in the limo. There's five vehicles there, and the one that's the largest vehicle mm. is the only one that, you know, Captain Obvious he would be in. Do you want to hear something funny? I forgot about all of that and all the other little technicalities of the film because I was already at that point in the film where I was like, nope, nope. Nope. I, I suspend all- Fuck this. Fuck this. Yeah. D- disbelief had completely kicked in, and I could not- I just- I, I couldn't take anything seriously with the movie. I couldn't enjoy it, and that's what sucks about me being a fan from from the get-go of the series, is that I keep going back to- it, 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 This isn't Fast and Furious. You can call it that all you fucking want. You can have Vin Diesel in it. You know, you can you can you can have characters who were in it before come back, but it, this isn't fucking Fast and Furious anymore. It, it's it's something else. It's it has mutated into this this but it, but this, this but bastardized ta- cash. But you're okay with Tokyo Drift? 
Tokyo Drift was fine, especially if you could. But it doesn't have Vin Diesel in it. Yeah, that's fine. It has it has a whole new cast of characters. Well, relatively, Vin, Di- Vin Diesel does a cameo at the end. Oh, who cares? Big fucking whoop. Justin, that was cool trivia is that Justin Lin, he didn't think Vin Diesel would come back for it. And he asked him and Vin Diesel, yeah, I'll come back and do a cameo. Who cares? It was cool. The, the, the trivia aside, your your argument is this isn't Fast and Furious, but it has Vin Diesel, blah, blah, blah. It's mutated into something else. And I brought up, but what about Tokyo Drift? That's the argument. No. Okay. All these things, because Tokyo Drift found its way to be connected to the whole thing. Okay, because Justin Lin had a plan when he was when he was running all that shit. Okay, to connect Tokyo Drift back into the the whole franchise and all that. That's why he directed Woo. like three movies. I don't know. Look, I don't know exactly why I went into the direction of Tokyo Drift did. Okay, but I know I see it's running high again. Um, Just, but it's still Tokyo Drift was better than I thought it would be. Better than most people thought it would be, and it's the lowest making film of the entire series. By the way. Um, because no one thought that it would be anything decent. It's not a bad movie. It's it's <laughs> Tokyo Drift is way better than the last three um, Fast and Furious movies. Also, it, it stays in the realm of realistic and possible when you when you deal with Tokyo Drift. There's some exaggerations, of course, but not like this movie and Part Seven and Part Six and Part Five. You see, it's just it's worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. So, I just. Yeah, I, I I could not take anything seriously anymore. I, I I stopped paying attention to the plot because every time I, I would start to listen to what they were saying, all I heard was wah, 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 wah. and and I just no, you're not you're not selling me on anything in this movie it, at all. I <clears throat> fuck the Furious. Okay. Another thing, why is it called the Fate of the Furious when there's no fate? The they're going to make another movie, and they're still going. So it, there was no fate. Can you explain that? No. Exactly. There's no, no fate. I can't. There's no fate, but what we make. That's that's all I got to say. Um, and now, the the director of the film, F. Gary Gray, he was in an interview, or no, not him. Someone else who helped make the film was in an interview recently, and he was asked about Statham's character, about how. Why is it that um, it seems like everyone's forgiving Jason Statham's character for what he, all the, the horrible shit he did in the previous films? And the guy said, well, that's something that will be explained down the road. And he makes it sound like like it's it was all planned and, and, and something. It, it just, it seemed like complete tri- contrived bullshit. All right. Jason, Jason Statham's character, they, they show that he's the one that, that got Han killed in Tokyo Drift which you don't find out until the end of part six, okay, during the end credits when it introduces Jason Statham in it. And you find out he killed Han, all right? So then all of part seven is them trying, is the whole family trying to stop Jason Statham's character, you know, Shaw, from uh, from killing them because he's trying to pick them off one by one, right? And he, the movie starts off with him visiting his brother, who was the villain in part six, goes to visit his brother, all right? Uh, what the fuck is his name? I can't remember his name. Luke Evans, all right? He goes to visit him in the hospital, and then as he's leaving the hospital, you see this whole aftermath of all these fucking government agents and cops that he fucking killed on his way to get to his brother to visit him in the hospital, right? Right. And there's no, I don't know, there's no 
comeuppance for that? I mean, he look, oh, sure, he gets put in prison at the end of part seven. And then he gets freed in this one. And at the end of the movie, he gets to join the fucking family barbecue. Like, oh, hey, no harm, no foul, buddy. What the fuck is going on? It made no sense. Okay? This guy killed their best friend. Okay. But all of a sudden, oh, hey, you know, we teamed up for a second to fight someone else that we didn't like, and now it's okay. You know, it's water under the fucking bridge, right? Or right. blood under the bridge. And it's it, it's bad writing, and I don't care about what they try to do, some kind of twist down the road. It, it It's bullshit, okay? Because the way they've established Vin Diesel's character, Dom, Dominic Toretto, throughout this series, there's no way he would ever forgive something like that. And there's no way he would just forgive it like that and then just go... No, family is is the most important thing, and and that no way, just it was insulting. The only way I I didn't scream out fucking bullshit in the theater was because it's pointless to do so because the whole series has gone so far away anyway. It doesn't matter. They can do whatever the fuck they want. It's been ruined. Sort of. For for me, it's been ruined. <clears throat> okay. I forgot where I was going with my whole thing. <laughs> About um, mindless entertainment? Yeah, it, it, you know, look, I I didn't hate the movie like you did, but I went into it completely shot. Well, here here's the thing. Yeah. My hate was already out there. Uh-huh. I, I laid my hate <laughs> like this. So Joe and I went to my local theater, which is a Regal Cinema. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they had one showing of The Fate of the Furious. One showing. One showing. Whereas every other theater in our area had a minimum of two. Most of them averaged about five. Five or more. Some got up to 10 or more. 11. There was one down that had two theaters that had 11 showings on Thursday. Now, they were showing it on Wednesday. Yeah. So I we went into the theater, which is no bigger than your standard living room. A little bit. Okay. It's no bigger than, let's say, um, the size of two apartments. A Citrus Heights backyard? Or, yeah. <laughs> or your or your backyard. Yeah. Okay? Not very big. It And the only seats that were available were way down front. Now, these seats that are way down front are packed right up against the fucking screen. Yeah. I've always had a problem with that. Who the fuck wants to go down and sit down front and watch a movie where you have to crane your neck for two and a half hours. Yeah. I'm sorry. No. So we walked out of the theater, and I, I walked up to the to the ticket taker. Unfortunately, I, I took it out on him. <laughs> I was wondering why you walked up to him instead of the office. To the, Be- because. To the left. Yeah, because I, I have to knock on the door. Mm. And if I, not, I didn't want to, I would have fucking kicked the thing in. <laughs> they- so I looked at him and said, I want my money back. And he's like, well, you know, this and this and this. He's like, no problem. You know, he didn't, no resistance. Yeah, he, and he was cool about it. Yeah, that's fine. And I just fucking laid in on him. <laughs> Unfortunately, it was him because, you know. And then the then the lady in the suit showed up. Yeah. What's the problem? The problem is your theater sucks. I'm sick and tired of fucking Auburn Regal theaters. And the fact that, and, and my, my bitch was, this sucks. You have one showing of this movie, you put it in your smallest theater, and that's it. So we're gonna go to we're going we're going to Roseville. We're gonna spend our money not locally. We're going to fucking Roseville, yeah, and spend it out of the city. And uh, you guys lose. And I'm sure we're not the only ones because 
people were being turned away at the door that were showing up 15 minutes late anyways. And that's not the point. Everything's about projecting, right? Or predicting things. And it was already predicted that this movie was going to make probably $150 million this weekend in the States alone. Right. So that means it's going to be fucking huge. Right. So open more fucking theaters. Yeah. I like the fact that they say that it made five hundred million worldwide, whereas Star Wars only made five hundred million. Star Wars made a billion domestic. Yeah, or eight hundred million. Eight hundred million. It was like nine sixty something. Yeah, it 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 cracked eight hundred fifty million domestic. So you know, opening weekend it did five hundred million, but still, and that doesn't include you know what it made on video and everything else. They just blab about it because it's something to blab about. Yeah, so they they have to put that stat up there. It 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 beat Star Wars. Whoopee! Well, look, when they keep raising ticket prices twenty five cents every what five to six. Oh yeah, months, that's right. The movie prices are now eleven seventy five. Yeah, they're going up twenty five cents every quarter. It seems like. Yeah. So no wonder it's making more. Yeah. So of course. And also they're 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 changing things in a lot of big budget films to cater to Chinese audiences too. Right. But. And I'm fine with that. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. But when you put your goddamn movie into the smallest theater that you have instead of a an appropriately m- created or appropriately sized, sized <laughs> cinema, like when we went down and saw it in the other theater, the theater we went into was fucking huge. It was the, That was their big daddy. Yeah. And it wasn't packed. No, because they had a shitload of showings everywhere. Yeah. So I I, I I I sent a letter to on Facebook though, uh-huh. but I still sent a letter to Regal, and not one response from them, not one fucking response. I don't give a shit. Well, what's annoying is if you're if if you're a movie chain, uh-huh. and one person bitches, and they they say nothing, that means that we're not important. Yeah, I mean. People bitch at Walmart all the time, and Walmart fucking falls all over themselves <laughs> to make sure that that one person gets the royal treatment, whether they're in the right or wrong. Even people that are bringing back shit, like this dude brought back a fucking. Uh, uh, oh, let me hear this. Come on. Oh yeah, it's this is hilarious. This dude brought back a baby seat, and not and not just like a day prior, somebody brought back a baby seat. <laughs> and f- tried and fucked us over on the baby seat. They yeah. put a fake baby seat in there, or they put a, their used one in there and said, "This is the one that came packaged in the." But they had a receipt and everything, so we ha- we took it back. Yeah, you know that happened to me. Whatever. Once. <laughs> well, this dude brought in a baby seat. Yeah, and it was strapped, so it had the it had the straps still on it. The uh, the uh, yeah, yeah. the plastic straps. Yeah, um, on on the package in and of itself, and Walmart's. Walmart's policy is we have to open every package yeah. that comes in there because you could have taken it apart and resealed it and restrapped it. Yeah. We don't know. And he went into this fucking rant. He's like, how dare you? You don't fucking trust me and blah, blah, blah. And we and they fell all over themselves. The management fell all over themselves to make sure that he was placated mm-hmm. and everything was cool, but- Then the box got opened. It, we still had to open the box. Yeah. Now he was there for at least an hour. If we were if we were a trendy t- um, radio show, right now you would cut in with the soundbite from Seven. And yeah, no, what's in the box? <laughs> but my my point being is, 
My point being is Walmart, like I said, yeah, will will basically wipe your ass if you shit your pants mm-hmm. inside the store because there are no consequences. Yeah. And Regal Cinema won't do shit. And I'm sure it's not just Regal Cinema. I'm sure it's a few cinema chains. Yeah. But if there's a legitimate bitch about a fucking, and it's just a fucking movie, I know, and I got my money back, and that's fine. But if it's a legitimate fucking problem because you guys have your heads up your ass, then maybe you should change some things. Maybe maybe you don't need to pack everybody into a small fucking cinema. And maybe you should rethink how you build cinemas. And we, we went in, and, and this is the other problem is, it's the homogenization of America. Mm-hmm. And I've bitched about this before, but there is no panache anymore. There is no cool. There used to be the Cynodomes here in, in Northern California, here in Sacramento. Yeah. And they were these huge domes. They look like boobs. Yeah, they did. And they, so the booby. Cinnaboobs. Yeah, Cinnaboobs. And that's what we should have named the podcast, <laughs> Cinnaboobs. <laughs> Welcome to Cinnaboobs. Anyways, they but they had style. You know, you could go, you can go to the other theaters that they had, and they would have counters down there, not always open. Mm-hmm. You know, this I mean, the throwback to the '60s and '70s when everybody went to the movies yeah. is dead. But you can actually bring that audience back by doing certain things, and one of those certain things is. Stop treating your audience like they're fucking cattle. It used to be fun to go to the movies. Exactly. It's it's a fucking chore now. And now it feels like I'm going there because I'm supposed to go there. Yeah. And it's and it's a wonder. And you said this. It's a wonder people just stay home. Yeah. That because I It's not fun anymore. I'm tired of hearing noises from other people. I'm tired of of just the way everything's set up. It's like look look, look even the entertainment um no, room. See, I disagree with you. You if you're in public, there is a certain there, there's a certain expectation that comes to being in public, and one of those expectations is audience participation in a movie. Now, I'm not talking about having a full-on fucking conversation during the movie, but the oohs and the ahs or what the dude did when we went and saw Get Out and things yeah. like that. That's that's audience participation that makes the movie better. That The reason why, man, is because that normally used to not bother me, those things. It bothers me now because everything else has become so uneventful, unimportant. Then now, I, 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 even all these other little things are starting to, to bleed through and affect me. Okay, because I'm already here in this theater. Whoop de doo, you know, whoop de fucking do, and then all of a sudden I hear people doing shit that just bugs me. It, if if the 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 cinematic experience was like it used to be. That shit wouldn't bother me. Or how they're trying to force more money out of people by upgrading their their auditorium or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, with these new seats or Yeah, they should blah, 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 blah. fucking unitor- the unicorn commercial where the guy's all, yeah, you got to go to the XD theater. Yeah. Upgrade. Why? Yeah. You just showed me. Why would you want to watch this movie on they such turn, a small screen? They turn the fuckers up so you know they could do XD quality in any one of their theaters no, with the sound. they can't. It's pretty close. Yeah. They, they, it, it's a specific. It, it's a specific fucking sound system. It just they have to pay money to upgrade it. But you're right. You're right. It's I understand what you're saying, yeah. but 
you know, th- and that's why I've had to just let go when it comes to movies. I feel like when we go to a movie theater, I feel like we're like um, peeps in a package. Yeah. You know? I feel like I'm packaged just like the everything else. Right. I, I'm I'm made to see. now they're doing the reserve seating. Now they're starting to do it with every theater. Uh-huh. Um, you know, like Studio Movie Grill, which Studio Movie Grill that works for that, but for this, but for a standard theater, no, because now they're going to tell you. Well, I mean, I know you get to pick your seat if it's open, but still, <laughs> pick you know, your seat. But now you know. I feel like just well, you're going to put me in a conveyor line and just. Put me here and put me there. Okay, watch your movie. Okay, now we're, we're going to convey you out. Or why don't they just put us on a fucking slide and slide us out of the theater so the next group of fucking Don't give them any fucking in. ideas. Right? You know, maybe you can have Michael J. Frog come out in a hologram. Michigan. And fucking, you know, or whatever. And put the fucking hook around us and pull us out of the yeah. fucking theater. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, it's, my ragtime gal. It's, it's just, it, what is it? It's the get them in, get them out. Wh- who uses that philosophy when it comes to, to sales? Get them in, get them out. Everybody. Oh, okay, pretty much then. Anybody, everybody. Yeah, it's and- it's. Look, we're in the age of Walmart. Okay, I've officially named it. We are in the age of Walmart, or we are in the age of the. Uh, I don't want to call it mall strip mall. We're in strip mall hell. Okay, <laughs> where everything, every little fucking square inch between Penryn, and not just Penryn, but every little square inch of California basically has to be a bank, a fast food restaurant, a strip mall, a Walmart or Home Depot or one of those types, you know, where people have to go in and consume yeah. and gorge themselves. Yeah. <clears throat> and and here's the thing. That's great. Just great. <laughs> I uh... consume, spend, consume spend consume that's your life yeah not you in particular but that's that's everybody's life now oh i need the great i need i need tgi friday's fucking frozen bacon bombs or whatever you know everything everything has to be marketed everything has a brand everything that you do uh has to mean something we live in an age where Almost everything is on video and YouTube and this and that and the other thing. There is, and, and everybody has an opinion. Everyone's a celebrity. Yeah. Everybody has a fucking opinion about the smallest little goddamn things, including this podcast. Yes. But we do movie reviews and our opinions are about movies and in general, this bullshit. And every building looks the same. Every building smells the same. You notice that everybody acts the same. You notice that McDonald's and Starbucks are starting to look the same? No. The outside um, construction of them? No. Yeah. It's that square brownish shit. You mean Starbucks looks more like McDonald's and McDonald's looks like Starbucks? Whatever. I just... You got similar get, to each other. You got to get that? it right because fucking McDonald's has been around a lot longer. And they've than been Starbucks. changing their designs for. They've been changing their designs. Not really. They're outside. The, um, if you look at them from the outside, they don't look like they used to. Okay, whatever. You know what it feels like when I look at a, at a new McDonald's now? It looks like I'm looking at a, a box Starbucks um, yuppie set. Yeah. Okay, where it's got the coffee inside the box and it's got the bagel and the fucking schmear. All right, it's so what. You said it yourself. Everything's made to look the same, bland, and boring. Right. That's exactly what it is because they want everything they. They. The overlords of our fucking universe. They live. They want everything to be 
as easy and comfortable as possible for you so that you are not annoyed or angry or, you know, to placate you. Yeah. That's what it's all about. It's all about placating you. We're products. We're products. And we are products of a system that are selling products to products. <laughs> that sounds like an oxymoron or, or something. No, we're fucking products, dude. We are walking we are walking money fish. Yeah. Okay. Every time you see a person, just pretend there's a dollar their dollar sign, mm -hmm. right? And wherever they're going, whether it's to the store or to the movies or fucking seven eleven or whatever, yeah. Those are fishermen. And all they do is they have their fucking rods in the in the water, mm -hmm. and they're attracting you with whatever. It doesn't matter. Oh, look, we've got Totino's Pizza. I got one. You know? That's a big one. It's a 500-pound trout. That's what we are. We're fucking money fish. And that's why Walmart is set up the way Walmarts are set up. So when you walk in, the very first thing you see is... Doritos or Pepsi? Customer service. <laughs> There's always those stacks, either a chip stack Dude, I'm not kidding. or a fucking soda the stack. The first thing that you see on your right or on your left is a fucking customer service sign. Yeah. It's the, almost the last It's the last thing you see as well, and it's done on purpose. And when you walk in, they have that fucking, they have a, the carriage, if you want to call it a carriage, or a cart return, which is in the most inconvenient spot. It's a fucking bad design. You're right. That is a horrible fucking design. Right. And, and it's at, always at an angle. Yeah. You know, so that all the cash registers are all fucked up and it's incredibly difficult to get out of some places. And then they have that just stacked with whatever fucking holiday it is, mm -hmm. whether it's Easter, which just happened, Ugh. or summer, which is coming. You know, we got, we're two months away from May. So Memorial Day is, up, is the next no, one. We're two weeks away from May. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Memorial Day is coming up. You know what they do? They stack that shit. And not only do they stack that they shit. They fuck you at the drive-thru. When fucking baseball season starts, they pack that shit with baseball shit. Mm -hmm. And then when football season starts, they put a big fucking TV screen there and they they put in this fucking you know, best moments of the Super Bowl or whatever to yeah. entice you to buy these $500 TVs, you know, these 55-inch. And, and yeah, and they're surrounded by fucking uh, Coke boxes. No. I've seen all the Coke boxes, man. All no, the Pepsi not, and the Mountain Dews and the other side, other side. So on your right, you have your fucking your your quickie. I'm gonna buy this shit. On your left is your is your soda. They still have it, but technically it's not surrounded. The big display. Yeah, they have the big display that surrounds the carts. So you have and and, and then when you walk in. And depending on the store you go to, because mm. some of them are gross, have grocery stores in them and some of them don't. Some also have more than one entrance, too. Right. You have whatever big fucking shit that they have going on. So if the grocery store, they have all the bakery stuff up front, so it smells like cookies in heaven. Mm -hmm. And fried chicken. Dude, their bread is the best, though. Is it? It's fucking, their fresh bread is really fucking Dude, good. Dude, like, the, I, 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 can, I believe you, because- it's, it's a buck. John's Incredible Pizza, they have the best fucking breadsticks I've ever had. No, John's Incredible Pizza is fucking garbage. Their breadsticks garbage. are awesome. They're all garbage. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> that place sucks, dude. It's a, it's a fucking, it's a warped Chuck E. Cheese. Anyways. I, I just mentioned the breadsticks, Yeah, they dude. suck, too. You, you take your issues out the fucking door, buddy. I live here. You can <laughs> suck it. So, and then that happens, and then what do they do? Like I said, it's it's 
all fucking bakery goods yeah on purpose they do it on purpose all bakery goods when you fucking walk in that door the first thing that you smell is fresh bread yeah all so the time hu- so you're hungry and then you walk through the store and then you the ver- the next thing that you see is clothes yeah and then hallmark cards and this and that it's all designed on purpose like this and the colors are designed in a specific way so when you look at jewelry or you look at everything that you see above above the rafters or above the um the shelf line yeah is designed it's designed to make you look up yeah so that you have to you look for wherever you're going pets hardware this and that yeah but those shelves are designed to catch your eye as well so if you're looking up for home and you're like oh my god that's a keurig right yeah and it's it's set up that way for eyesight eye level oh my god the fucking levi's aren't sale (laughs) holy shit i gotta buy those and that's when you end up with a fucking cart full of shit and then the same thing every single day i only came in here for three things yeah you just bought $450 worth of shit. Yeah, I needed it. <laughs> like I needed that extra movie. Really? You needed it. You fucking needed it. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> uh, I think we said pretty much what we needed to say about The Fate of the Furious. Um, it cur- oh, you're, you're done? Yeah. I, dude, I don't need to say anything else. It, it, there's nothing new about this fucking movie to me at all. It, it, do you have anything else you want to say about it? No. See what I mean? All right. So uh, currently today, this movie has an astounding Rotten Tomatoes approval rating of 66%. And I don't know why. It, it, uh, maybe because some of the high-paid critics get a little kicky-backy. I don't know. But um, it, this is not a 66% movie. No. This, this is a fucking 16% movie. This is a movie that we actually didn't even review. We just ranted about fucking how it's how America sucks. Yeah, because they didn't put time into this movie. Why the they put I'm sorry. They put time into the visuals. They they put time into that. I I'll, I'll give them that, but I couldn't enjoy it because the whole rest of the movie was fucking horrible. So, um what did we uh what did we give on our ratings for this? I don't fucking care. <laughs> Come on, we got to stay consistent. All right. Yo, goddamn yoga hosers. Oh, way down there. I know. All right. Ready? The fear of your, I gave it a 20. You gave it a 22. Ah, there it is. Okay. That's, I mean, that's more realistic, but the critics liked it, man. I mean, two thirds, two out of every three critics liked the movie. How the fuck can you? Part seven? You want to know what part seven got? Six, 78. 79. Oh, it's close. It's still sitting at a 79% approval rating. Um, that movie's not that. I, I look. I understand you don't want to upset the Paul Walker fans out there. Who cares? But he's fucking dead for three years. <laughs> but uh, come on, just because it had a really good tribute to Paul Walker at the end, whoopee, a tear-inducing fucking tribute, doesn't make up for the rest of the shitty movie that came before it. All right, it, it does I not. I don't have the 2015. Oh, okay. Well, um. You know what? I saw Fast Five um, before uh, we started doing this. That's why I don't have a. Re- I thought I had. A, I did a review for it, but apparently I didn't. So I've done six, seven, and eight. Whoopee! All right, good for you. <laughs> I saw six by myself, and we both saw Fury Seven last year or two years ago. 
and so on and so forth. Um, they, they're planning on making at least two or three more of these, and I, they might as well. I mean, yeah. if, they, if they're going to keep- There you go. If they're going to keep doing this shit, then- yeah, that fucking thing made one point five billion at the box office. Yeah, and then and then look, it's this one's gonna this one's gonna probably make two billion. All right, and that doesn't even include streaming and all that other shit. This series is fucking huge. I remember when I was younger when this series first came out. You're always looking forward to seeing what kind of cool cars would be in the next one. You know, realistic cool cars. You know, like oh hey, will the Subaru you know WRX be in it or you know the or will there be another you know the next Lancer Evolution or something? You know, and instead now it's it's fucking bumped up to Lamborghinis and all this other shit. And it, where's the car enthusiasm? It's been lost. And I, I'm not a car enthusiast. I don't give a fuck about cars myself. But this movie is. The series is supposed to be about that. It's supposed to be about car enthusiasts, and no, it got it got no, me. No, it's not. It's supposed to be about. It's not supposed to be about car enthusiasts. Sorry, you're wrong. It is not about car enthusiasts. This movie. <laughs> you know what? Say this what you want. Movie, it's for car enthusiasts. It. It's <laughs> not about. This series is just. I don't want to waste another fucking moment of breath on it. <laughs> I, I don't. Seventy nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes still. Yeah, I know. So uh, <laughs> let's get into flicks of the week because I I don't want to talk about Furious Nine coming out whenever the fuck they decide to do it. Besides, it looks like The Rock might not even be in the next one anyway. Who cares? Yeah, him and Vin Diesel are having their fucking their level spat. Yeah, four billion. Is that right? Am I reading that right? Yep. Yeah. So, <clears throat> the budget for the movies was a billion dollars for all eight. The total for all eight films is four point four three two billion. Yeah, this last one, the one that we just reviewed, was made for two hundred fifty million. Yeah. So, Fast and the Furious is about it was was based on an article titled "Racer X" about New York street clubs that race Japanese cars late at night, which yeah. is kind of cool because they're saying you know Racer X from uh, a, a nice speed racer homage, but there are others. Uh, uh, there are bands called Racer X and things like that. While elite street car racer and ex-convict Dominic Toretto and his crew are under suspicion of stealing expensive electronic equipment by hijacking moving trucks, blah blah blah. <laughs> Cares. My point being is that it's it's not about car enthusiasts. It's about this crew who are street racers, and it's for car enthusiasts. That's what I'm trying to say. That was the original, the first one. I'm not talking about the new ones. It's oh, the movie, God, there's so many scenes of them just going into detail about all these car parts they're putting on it and doing this and doing that. You can tell it's for people that love fucking cars. Yeah, that's what I said. All right. And also, Los th- this movie is not, look, the original movie is not known for its dialogue, but I'll tell you what, the dialogue in this fucking movie is so bad that it makes the tuna sandwich dialogue from part one look like fucking... Dude, John Singleton fucking directed Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah, I know. Justin Lin... Yeah, he directed fucking four of them, I know. Didn't he also direct G.I. Joe? I think he did. He might have done the... Star Trek Beyond. Or was that James Wan? I think Wan did seven. Oh, he did True Detective. Anyways... Yeah, Justin Lin didn't do part seven because he was already middle of something else. He had to walk away because the Paul Walker death or something. Or I'm not. I, I don't fucking remember what Dude, it was. Dude, 
I don't care. The guy that directed this guy, James Wan, so he directed Saw. Good for him. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Saw fucking kills it. And he does Saw 2, Saw 3, Dead Science, Death Sentence, 4, 5, and 6. Saw 3D, Insidious, The Conjuring, Insidious Chapter 2. He wrote Saw, he wrote Saw 3. Okay, he wrote Insidious, he wrote The Conjuring 2, and then he wrote fucking Aquaman. This guy this guy created a huge franchise in Saw, yet, and this is, this is what fucking annoys the shit out of me, is every movie after that has gotten shittier. Yes. Yeah, Saw Legacy is coming out this year. Um, don't want to see it. Saw is... Could give a fuck less. If Fucking horrible. Dude, the only way I want to see it is if Shawnee Smith is in it and she is naked. <laughs> wearing high heels. Yeah, good luck. I, I, I had all the Saw movies except part seven. And I came to my senses and got rid of them all except for the first one. Come on, F. Gary Gray fucking did The Fate of the Furious. And he directed Friday... Straight out of Compton, which we both loved. Yep. I watched that movie. It was fucking great. Yeah. Fucking I hope he didn't direct I don't hope he didn't write this fucking movie. No, he did not. No, he, he just directed it. Thank God. <laughs> so he just did this for the fucking money. Well yeah. Because I saw the list of other directors they were they had in line to do it. And that and Gary Gray was the, the, the highest on that list. Pardon the Friday pun. There wasn't even a Friday reference in it. Um the part where uh Hey Miss Parker <laughs> Line from Friday, but yeah, this movie also it got so goofy at times that it looked it reminded me more of an Expendables film than than a than a Fast and Furious as well. Chris Morgan, I'm just, I'm just beating a dead fucking horse here, dude. You know that that's a white dude, Chris Morgan. Chris Morgan. Well, he directed, he fucking wrote Wanted. There you go. That answers all your questions right there. I've got a tattoo from one of them. He was spoofed in a video in The Onion where he was played by a five-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking great. He uh, he was on the f- he wrote he wrote the Fox crime drama gang related. Okay. Yeah, he uh, screen wrote Cellular, which was that that was actually a fun movie with Chris Evans in it. Forty-seven Ronin and the Mummy. So. Oh, we're, and we're gonna go see that too. Ugh. 47 Ronin. <laughs> I told you. That was a huge flop. That is a that is a complete turnaround in, in profit. Fur- 47 Ronin lost a shit ton of money, and Faded Furious is making way too much money. Yeah, well, you know, he got paid either way, so it doesn't matter. <sighs> garbage. He's garbage. 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 Okay, good. All right. So, <laughs> fuck this movie. Yes. All right. Fuck it in its ear hole. Yeah. Fucking babysitting on an airplane. Mm. All right. <laughs> Even though it was fun. Babysitter. Still not Fast and Furious. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, flicks of the week, man. Uh, I, I've uh, I've joined a few uh, movie critic sites on Facebook, and or movies, movie critic pages, and there was this one that, you know, uh, I can't remember which one it is, so sorry. You don't get your shot out this week. But- they have some people like come on and they have suggestions of uh, movies that you should see. And one had a suggestion for a Korean zombie film called Train to Busan, and I was like, okay, fuck it. It just it just showed up on Netflix, so I'll give it a shot. Train to Busan. And I, there was something I looked at. I did. I didn't want to ch- jump ahead and find out the 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 Rotten Tomatoes on it yet or anything, but. 
other things popped up like you know uh, other people's you know like user reviews or whatever and a lot of people were giving this movie a lot of praise uh-huh so i decided to check out the 2016 south korean film train to busan uh-huh i'm not gonna name off any actors or anything like that because that's just fucking pointless why because we don't know any of them we don't know any of them over here well why didn't you just say that okay so do you know who gong Yu is maybe do you know who Kim Suan is? Maybe. Or Ma Dong Suk Siok? <laughs> I can't fucking say the names with a straight face. Um, That's because you're a fucking racist I'm a cunt. Fucking racist cunt. Young Song Ho. All right. Now. Yu, Jung Yu Mi, Ma Dong Siok. The movie is about a father who, um, he's a workaholic. He's divorced. He has full custody of his daughter, it looks like. Korean. And he's a, he's a fund manager. Uh, it's or and it, it's established early in the movie that he he just focuses only on work and his daughter is always being Sue is him. at home being taken care of by his mother her grandmother. Um, the movie is about him taking his daughter on a trip to from Seoul from Seoul to uh, to Busan um, to see her so she can stay with her mother for a little while because she feels completely not she doesn't she's just she doesn't feel close to him at all uh-huh. and. And so the whole thing's about that. And what happens is a zombie outbreak happens when they're about to board the train. Um, this movie is way better than its description. Because it, when you describe it and when also when you actually look at trailers for it, your first impression is this is Snowpiercer blended in with World War Z. Okay. Um, and I, I didn't know it was a zombie movie. Yeah, it fucking it is. All of these um, people just started getting infected, and it's spreading really quick, just like in World War Z. Someone gets bit, and about depending on where they get bit, because if they get bit, you know, near the jugular or something like that, they turn within less than a minute. Yeah, but if they get bit on the hand, it's going to take them a few minutes. And so, even though the the zombie shit is constantly in your face, it's not about that. It is about this father and his daughter. Okay, the father's name is uh, Siakhu, <laughs> and his daughter's name is Suan. And it's Siakhu. One of the cool things that they establish from the beginning of the film is he goes into his daughter's room to visit her, and he brings her a present. And she opens it, and she looks sad the whole time. By the way, okay, she looks really sad and depressed. She doesn't even really want to make eye contact with him. And he gives her the present. She opens it up, and it's a brand new Wii. Nintendo Wii, and then she doesn't smile or anything. She just looks dead faced, like oh, you ungrateful little brat, right? Hey, then all of a sudden, fucking cunt. She looks up and motions her eyes towards her, her, you know, off camera, and so the camera turns, and she already has a fucking Wii and everything set up right there next to her TV. Right. So right there, it shows her father's not paying any attention at all. Right. And he doesn't know what to do. He's just blah blah blah. And his mother's saying, you know, comments here and there, you know, trying to be nice, but also at the same time, not really being helpful. You know, she's just she's pretty much, uh, what do you call it? What do you call it when you uh, keep giving into a drug addict? Enabling. Enabling. She's just enabling him. That oh, you're doing your best and blah blah blah. So anyway, he decides to take take her on that on the on the train trip to there. He's like he's going to spend it with her. All right. Well, what happens is during this trip. They 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 bond more during this trip than the rest of than their and the entirety of their lives, and the movie gets you because I don't know how the fuck the director, the director uh, what's his name Yan Sang Ho, I don't know how he was able to do this, but from some kind of skills or whatever, he's able to make you care about all the main characters in this film, 
And there, there's pretty much, pretty much, there's four main characters. You have the father, the daughter, and then two other people they run into on the train, which is um, a character named uh, Senghua and Siang Kyung. I'm sorry, forgive me if I don't know how to pronounce their names right. But uh, it's a husband and wife, and the wife is pregnant. Um, Siang, or I'm sorry, um, Sang. Okay, God damn these fucking names. Sang is the kind of guy that right when you first see him and the way he looks and everything, you already like his character and you already feel sympathetic towards him. He is like the comedic, uh, the comedic relief of the film without it getting into goofy. He's realistically funny because there's moments where they're not running from zombies where he gets to you know be himself and he says something to the father because the father's still wrapped up in all of his own personal bullshit that he's kind of being rude to other people and stuff. And this right. guy will put him in his place, but in a funny way. And it just, it, it connects you to the characters. It really does. And also the visuals in this movie are really fucking good. I, I don't think I saw one bad visual shot in this entire movie. Even when there's scenes where the zombies are piling up so much that they almost does like a World War Z thing. Remember how the World War Z thing was like ants on a hill? Yeah. They would do this, but it wouldn't go over as, as over extreme. Instead, they would turn almost into a ball pile, and then it would collapse of, of just all these these zombies, infected people, and then it would go from there. But it looked great. It, every time they showed them, the makeup looked great. Everything. It, it was awesome. Uh, the music really it makes um, it sad. Um, and by the time you get to the end of the movie, of course, they have the introduction of the asshole character on the train, right? The asshole character who keeps... Um, like saying, oh, you can't be here because we think you're infected and and then, you know, sacrificing other people for, you know, so he can save himself and things like that. That kind of guy turns up and and he's the kind of guy that will not fucking die. Every time you think he's done in the movie, the asshole character finds some way to snake out of his situ- his predicament and then he keeps living. And you're like, you motherfucker, will you just die already? He's like a cockroach. Uh, by the time you get to the end of the movie, um, it has that that scene that scene that makes you like tear up and and it you know the sentimental scene and it, it works it, it just this fucking movie works that's all i can say it shouldn't work because zombie movies have been done to fucking death pardon the pun again but this one works train to uh, busan is a very good movie it has a current approval rating of 96 percent on rotten tomatoes um everyone talks great about it um the only problems that people seem to have with it is that the focus might be too much on the zombies here and there uh and so it takes away from character development but i mean what what can you do when you're when you're crammed in a fucking you know car with zombies on both sides and they do kind of there's some clever things that they do with them trying to get around the zombies too to get to other car train cars and stuff like that and it's full of action uh well done very well done i highly recommend it it's on netflix Train to Busan. Nice. All right. Still not a fan of zombie movies, but yeah, mine is also a zombie movie. All right. Um, I was uh, Joe and I had gotten into a discussion about when the first zombie, when the first zombie movie, I guess, came out, and Joe thought it was seventies, sixties. I didn't know. And it depends on the, your <clears throat> definition of zombie too. But yeah, no, there is no. There's the flesh eating zombies, and then there's just the the voodoo brainwashed okay. zombies. But the zombie is zombie. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Undead and, and alive are very different from each other. Uh, no, uh, no, zombie is a dead person has been risen that has risen again, 
That's just the definition. It's a person that's been dead, rise from the grave, and has no brain of its own. Like the South? Yeah. Like like California's Congress? Like it's risen again. Anyways. Um, so that got me wondering when the first mention of zombies in literature, movies, and whatnot. Uh-huh. Uh, the earliest mention, it seems to be, is... Um, 1941, maybe a little earlier. Uh, there was a movie called King of the Zombies. This one's called Revenge of the Zombies. Now, um, I can't remember if it was on TMC or if it was on like MGM or whatever. But it's a ni- it's a movie from 1943. It stars John Carradine, who is the dad of David da- David and, and yeah, and he he, well, he had like eight kids. Yeah, and they're all they're all um, in movies. Okay. Uh, most of them are in movies. Like the Baldwins and the Arquettes. Yeah. It's a huge, huge movie family. You know, David yeah. Carradine, Keith Carradine. And the Estevezes. Yeah. Uh, if you remember who Keith Carradine was, he was in uh, Fargo. Yeah. And That's who. Not not Robert Carradine. Keith Carradine. Yeah. Robert Carradine's Revenge of the Nerds. Right. Yeah. So, <clears throat> anyways. I don't generally do a review review anymore. Um, I mostly talk about it, the movie in and of itself because I find that doing a straight-up movie review is just bleh. <laughs> it's really kind of dumb. So I threw I, I, I wanted to see the movie because, again, I'm, I'm a fan of these older-style horror, horror movies. Oh, yeah. Anyways, and it had been sitting on my DVR for like two months. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, fuck, I got to watch it. I should watch it just to see if it's really bad or if it's really good. Yeah, and you wouldn't have Night of the Living Dead if you didn't have something like this beforehand. Exactly. And I threw it on just to see what it was like, and it's very Republic serial, if you know what those types of movies are. Um, it's got the dramatic action. It's got the, the handful of sets, you know, mm-hmm. and the bad acting and all this other stuff. Well, this dude, who is a doctor, uh, well, he's kind of a doctor. Um, his name is Dr. Keating. Um, I'm sorry. No, it's uh, um, John Carradine. He's a uh, scientist. Let's just say that. He wears a white lab coat. How yeah, about that? he's a scientist. So leave him alone. His wife dies. So he turns her into a zombie. Uh, she comes back from the dead, and she sows signs of free will and... She challenges him for control of, of you know, destiny and this and that. She's she's still in this perfect looking body. Uh-huh. You know, there's no signs of corruption or uh, decay or anything else. There's like no that. blue waffling. Yeah. Yeah. Picture <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if you will. So the whole thing is watching movies today and then watching movies from 70 years ago. Yeah. Is is a shock. Mm-hmm. So she, they're walking around with their arms stretched out, you know, like Frankenstein, and this and that and the other thing. But the, the, here's here's the thing. So there's there's quite the cast: black people, white people, all this other stuff. Okay, it's quite the mixture of a cast. And uh-huh. I say that on purpose because, you know, 1941 or 1943. Yeah, yeah it's 1943. But they have they have several black actors that are prominent in the movie and i'm not saying this because it's a shock i'm saying this because i'm I'm getting to the point one of them is one of the main zombies 
and he's got this fucking haircut, which is hilarious. It reminded me of Kid from Kid and Play. Yeah. With the with the fucking eraser head yeah, haircut. Yeah. His hair was like that. Okay. okay. So and it's all white. Is he gray hair? Because he's like I mean, Don literally. King in a way. Yeah, Don King. Yeah. So he's he's and he's in this movie. He's about that age when we first meet Don. When not when we first, <laughs> but when Don King gets into his into his real groove and his hair is all white. Yeah. You know, it's just like that. But he's he's playing a zombie, and they kind of had this free will thing going on. So John Carradine's character would tell them, "Okay, I want you to go get these guys," and then they would go get them and. You know, bear hug them, or they would fucking zombie mob these guys and try to hold them in place. And at one point, the Carradine's character tells the zombies to get one of the good guys, who's an FBI agent or whatever the fuck he is, Uh a sheriff. And it looks like as they're as they they're holding on to him to stop him from doing whatever he's doing, this good guy shit. Yeah, it looks like one of the zombies has actually got his hand on this dude's dick. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm looking at him like, what the fuck is this? So I rewound it just to see if, you know, as he's holding him. Yeah. Now, they don't stand there with their eyes just open. Some of them are kind of wobbly, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's good acting in, in, in the walk with, you know, slow movements and shuffle along and this and that and the other thing. Yeah. But some of the other actors will be like, they'll turn their head away from the camera so they can blink their eye, and but they don't turn all the way, mm-hmm. you know, it, or- or they follow the dialogue, so they're looking back and forth from character to character, and it's actually pretty funny. <laughs> the best part of the whole movie is at the end, so the dude's wife is dead, right? And she's vying for control of this whole thing, and he gets found out as a as a Nazi sympathizer. Oh, of course. And <clears throat> and she realizes that he's a zomb- he's he's this piece of shit, the, the dead wife. Mm-hmm. So... As everything has finally come down to the end of this movie where, you know, his life is basically over. Yeah. He runs out of the house, right? And she follows the dude upstairs, but she gives a, like a wink and a smile to the hero character, mm-hmm. you know, as she chases him out. It's actually kind of a tragic ending. She catches him, but so he's running away into the swamp, mm-hmm. but he keeps stopping to turn back because- the stage is only so big. Yeah. So he's he's running, kind of running. He's rabbit hopping. Okay. Through this kind of swamp thing. And then he turns and she's behind him. And at some point as the camera is rolling, she's walking towards him and she slips, but she catches herself. And mm-hmm. it wasn't supposed to happen because she's fucking wearing high heels in a swamp. Yeah. So she, she her, her fucking ankle turned. You could see it. Mm-hmm. And she grabs him and- she drags him underwater and kills him. That's the whole, and that's the, the movie, the end of the movie. But there, there's one scene in particular where they have the, um, they have the crazy black guy. Okay. Okay. Like the voodoo priest? No. And he's like, oh, hey, master. What's up, master? And this and that. Right. Uh-huh. No. Shit, I mean, we're only we're, we're eighty years out of the of uh, fucking the the Civil War. Yeah, and really, it's less than that. Seventy five since the end of the Civil War, pretty much. Or, yeah, eighteen sixty five, dude. Yeah, so seventy eight years, and we're uh, 
and just because the end of the Civil War happened doesn't mean that the atrocities and slavery and all that shit ended. That was still going on in yeah. go, up into into the forties. But this dude is a fucking caricature, right? Yeah. Just like you see in all the older cartoons, or you know, root scoop boogie, ha ha! I gotta get into the trunk, master. <laughs> yeah. I can tell you. Yeah. So he's standing outside of of the the mad scientist's place, right? Because mm-hmm. these guys show up and they're doing this investigation. And as he's standing outside, because he's he's their chauffeur, he's their driver. And they all treat, I mean, they treat him well. They're not treating him like, you know, you're just a piece of shit. He's like, hey, buddy, what, you know, hey, you know, you're part of this whole crew of investigators too. Did you see anything? What's going on? Right. Mm-hmm. When he's standing outside and he starts to dance. For no reason. For no fucking reason. He's like, there's nothing going on out here. I'm going to dance. <laughs> and that's pretty much what he said. Okay. And he starts dancing and fucking jiving and, you know, zoopa doopa da, hoopa da, right? <laughs> and I'm like, this. This is fucking, well, it's insane because it's in the middle of a zombie movie, Yeah, but it's, it's, it's fabulous. <laughs> it's so fucking racist and fabulous. And then- Racism is funny. And then, <laughs> then you know, and he's got the atypical black guy screen eyes, which is really wide, really, really always big, scared, like, right? Scared of, oh my God, I just saw Whitey, right? Yeah. Or where's the fried chicken? Yeah. I can smell it. Yeah. And and that is part of this whole th- equation too, right? Yeah. So and then they uh, they have a maid that works in the house that's dressed like if you've seen Tom and Jerry. Yes. The 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 black lady. Yeah, like yeah. You know, she's got the dress on with the headscarf. Like fucking Mammy. Yeah. yeah. That's her. I mean, I think they actually called her Mammy Two Feet. <laughs> that's that was her name in the Tom Jerry Tom and Jerry cartoons. But uh-huh. she she's she's the maid. She's the caretaker of the house, right? Yeah. So and again, they don't talk down to her, you know, they don't they don't say the N word or treat her any any different than if she were the housekeeper. Yeah. You know, where's this person? Oh, the master's upstairs is what she says, right? And but this guy's outside and he's root toot boogie, right? Zoop doo doo da and he fucking turns, and there's like a zombie. There's a white guy, skinny white guy, just staring at him, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay, this is this is gonna get even better." <laughs> Who that staring at me? Somebody over there, right? And he's fucking, he's making a lot of noise. Yeah. So the guys come out, and they're like, you know, it's a. The guys are um, uh, Maurice Hugo, James Basket. Those guys come out and they're like, oh, what's going on? He's like, oh, I saw a white guy over there in the bushes. Hmm. <laughs> I'm like, like, <laughs> like it's not a common thing, right? Yeah. You know, just, just, he, I saw, and, and as I'm sitting there, I started, started mimicking it. I just saw a white guy standing over there in the bushes, staring at me, kind of creepy, hmm. masturbating, whatever he's doing, hmm. right? Hmm. Go back to dancing, whoop doop dooey, right? <laughs> but he's not doing that. He's he's fucking. He's he's like, I saw this guy who's over there. And they're like, Are you sure? There's no. Well, I'll go over there and check. And he walks two feet, right? Yeah. And he peers into the fucking bushes, and you know, like well, he doesn't really peer into the bushes. He's like ten feet away from the bushes, and he puts his hand up to his to his fedora. Yeah. You know, and looks. Yeah. Left and right. And he's like, I don't see nothing. He's like, I saw a master. You know, that fucking scared me, right? That was bad. You know, 
you guys crazy, blah, 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 mm. white guy. I don't know what it was, but he's looking at me and had a shuffle and walk weird. <laughs> so who that there? Yeah. So <laughs> the scene right. ends, right? Yeah. But the guy is always in other scenes and he's always acting like that. So it's a consistent character trait. Then that's mm-hmm. fine. But it was just so fucking out of the blue in in that part of the movie that it cracked me up and you know, and then you gotta start mimicking, right? At the end of the movie, when everything's free and clear and the and the mad scientist is dead and his wife is gone and the zombies are all dead or gone at least. Yeah. Because what he was doing is he was – the mad scientist was creating a new army mm-hmm. for Hitler, okay? And he had a direct line of communication with Hitler in his house in Louisiana of all places. And they they were there to foil that, right? These good guys. Yeah. But at the end, there's, there's a uh, – another a, a younger black lady yeah and she was she was rescued okay and so the the root dude boogie yeah zippity doo da dude right yeah he's he's hanging out with her and i guess their boyfriend and girlfriend or whatever and she's like hey you know and go back he's like we'll go back to new york city and live in harlem you know i'm like okay and you and and we can get jobs get married and blah 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 right okay and she goes she looks at him she <laughs> She looks at him. She goes, "Well, if you get a job, then I won't need to get a job, right? You know, uh-huh. I could just, I could just live high on the horse." And the fucking look he gave her was, "Bitch, you keep talking, I'm gonna slap the fucking eyebrows right off of your face." <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, what are you talking about? Get in the car." <laughs> I'm like, "Holy shit, that's that's like prelude to abuse, uh-huh. right?" And all I could think of after the movie ends, right? is him just fucking going off and wailing on her as they're driving home in their two-seater convertible. Yeah. Because he's had enough of her shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why you got to talk to me like that? Which is, it's not, it's a funny thing to think about, but, in, you know. Yeah, you saw in real life, it wouldn't be funny. No, but back in the 40s, funny as shit, you know. Probably with slapstick over, comedy. Yeah, over overused uh, screaming like ah yeah. ah. Why you got to hit on me like that? <laughs> but she was very articulate, so she. I mean, she wouldn't talk like that. She'd be like, "Motherfucker, I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna <laughs> stab you right in your goddamn neck. You do that." Yeah. He's like, "Oh, I saw my mama." Alright, <laughs> that's goddamn. Well, that's how he talked though. It's like song of the south. Yeah, and shit. that's exactly what it was like. It was it was very song of the south in well, terms of on crack. <laughs> yeah, in in terms of characterization caricature oh wait that was in the 40s so no it was song of the south on the reefer yeah <laughs> that crazy evil reefer yeah uh, so anyways yeah. if you get a chance to see this movie i highly highly recommend it it's you know i don't know how many 1940s movies had zombies in them 69 minutes yeah that's, <laughs> that, that's considered a short film now yeah the, the it was a semi-remake of king of the zombies um, two men and a servant played by Manton Moreland are guests in a strange house where a mad scientist with a zombie wife is working for Nazi Germany. So, cause I, I, I think I recall, um, like to like for like the Oscars or something, if to qualify as a short film, you have to be on un- 70 minutes or under, I believe. Huh? Don't quote me on that. Well, just, this is also a 1940s movie, so it's. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like 69 minutes was quite, it's an hour yeah. of your time. And when, and in a, in a, 
era of Republic serials where they were 15 minutes long, give or take. Yeah. This is the first zombie film to presume that audiences knew what a zombie is or was. So even not the king of the zombies. Yeah. Well, they said it was a semi-remake of it anyway. The zombie movie encyclopedia. I want to search Googles for that because I'm interested to know what was the first zombie... Uh, first... Uh, there's White Zombie. White Zombie is really old. Uh, the, the English word zombie is first recorded in 1819 in the history of Brazil in the form of zombie actually referring to Afro-Brazilian rebel leader named Zumbi. Huh. Something always starts from something weird, man. It Like, you, didn't, you never even knew. You're like, what the fuck? Zombie, right. Um, it's Haitian-French. Haitian-Creole. I can believe that. Because all those early zombie movies were always about voodoo and shit. Uh, voodoo Zombie was The Magic Island by W.B. Seabrook in 1929, which was the first book to expose Western culture to the concept of a voodoo zombie. Um, Richard Matheson, H.P. Lovecraft, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, uh, Victor Halpern directed White Zombie, which is in 1932, which you were talking about, which yeah. starred Bela Lugosi. They were depicted as mindless, unthinking henchmen under the spell of an evil magician. Um, I Walked with a Zombie, Plan 9 from Outer Space. Revenge of the Zombies is the dead risen. That's what that was all about. Yeah. Um, uh, Night of the Living Dead, which was partially inspired by I Am Legend. But I Am Legend, those were, those were not zombies. Those were fucking vampires. Right, but you could still have... It could still be... Inspired by it. Um, although the word zombie is not used in Night of the Living Dead, it was applied by fans. Yeah. Uh, zombie Apocalypse, Etymology, 1819, let's see. Ghouls, Haitian Traditions. Um, anyways, that's it. All right. African. <laughs> Revenge of the Zombies. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, so lastly, uh, before we finish this. Uh, oh, this I just want to add. One of my favorite really bad movies, Herbert West Reanimator, helped define zombies in popular culture, by the way. All right. The book that was written by H.P. Lovecraft. Okay. Or the story, at least. All right. So, a uh, couple things. Besides all the Star Wars rumors here and there, all that fucking standard bullshit that's popping up as clickbait all the time, um, we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about two trailers that were really fucking cool. Of course, the the long-awaited Last Jedi trailer, which was, uh, I mean, look, it's really cool, but <laughs> sorry, man. The, the Forced Unleashed trailer that came out at Thanksgiving of 2014, that's the one that, that fucking gets me the most. Um, this is a really good trailer, though. Don't get me wrong. Um, it's awesome. It, it, the smart thing about it is it doesn't give anything away, and it's entertaining as fuck. Uh, I think I've seen the trailer at least 12 times. But when Force Unleashed first trailer came out, I think I watched that thing at least fifty times. I spent a lot of a lot of time watching that. I watched one. It like three or four times. Yeah, so it looks really good. And the oh. dust coming up from the ships mm-hmm. is actually part of the planet. Yeah. The planet is a a ruby. It's it's a mining planet, uh-huh. and that it, the white crust is like acid acid acidization. Uh huh. Because it's touching oxygen or something? Yeah, underneath the crust is the stuff that they mine, which is these rubies, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what the red dust is from. And those ships, whatever they are, they seem to be kind of like land speeder, kind of snow speeder, kind of B-wing things. Yeah. 
Yeah, that they have little sticks on them. They're little. I don't know what the fuck you want to call them. They look like um, you know those uh uh, it's not a surfboard, but the seats that you can sit in in parasail, self yeah. parasail, and it's got the little things that you stick out of the water. It's almost like fins. Yeah, it's kind of what it is. So they've got these this fin that sticks down into the ground. So when they're flying, you know, it keeps them at a, a certain level. Yeah. No, I, and like I said, the trailer doesn't show you anything. Um, it <laughs> It's funny because it ends with, with uh, Luke Skywalker saying, the Jedi must end, right? It's time for the Jedi to end. Yeah, and <laughs> it was all, oh, so he is the last Jedi. Fucking, yeah. That, that, I mean. Maybe. Who knows? I, it's just, I don't. They, Wait till the fucking movie comes out or the next trailer. They had people doing reaction videos and and breaking down like within an hour or two after the the trailer premiered, mm-hmm. and and like oh who we broke down all the whispering in the background and it was like God dude was, that was actually pretty cool. It was this live one that this this Russian dude was um and it was all in Russian. Dude was breaking down the trailer frame by fucking frame, dude, and it, and then just sitting there hearing him talk in, in his native language, and I was just. What the fuck are you doing? I, I no, I'm done. I'm good. Yeah. Thank if, you. I I watched a couple of the breakdown trailers. Yeah. If they were more than ten minutes, no. Yeah. So I mean, sometimes it's cool to you know see like watch a, someone's theory video, uh, but otherwise, I don't. You know what? I don't even want to see another trailer for this movie until the movie comes out. I want to just see the movie. I'm waiting for the next trailer. Oh, you know it'll be. You know it'll be. Uh, let's see. It came out April, so six. Six months. And then a trailer for, uh, uh, was it Black Panther, they said might come out this summer. I, I give it I give it six months to see the next trailer. Yeah. So two months before the opening, we'll see the next trailer, Star Wars, yeah. which is not true. I mean. Mm, all right. So um, I, uh, when does Spider-Man Homecoming come out? Uh, July. That's when we'll see it, really, mm. I think. Yeah. The, the only problem I have with this trailer is uh, the marketing with it is why the fuck would you have a trailer that is this awesome trailer for Thor Ragnarok come out and then two fucking days later you hit everyone with the Star Wars trailer. Because it's then, Star Wars celebrations. Then they should have put Ragnarok later or why? something. Having those two that close together. No, everyone quit talking about Ragnarok after that. If you notice, when the Ragnarok nope, trailer- nobody when, stopped talking about Ragnarok, dude. When the Ragnarok trailer came out, it was like this fucking, just this, this, this juggernaut of just everything Nobody about. stopped talking about it. Everybody's like, yeah, hey, the Star Wars trailer's pretty good, but Thor Ragnarok fucking killed it. Oh, I, I agree that it killed it, but it seemed like everything just switched back to the Star Wars rumors. Nope. After that. Well, that's what I saw. That's because you spend too much time on Facebook. This, no. No, I don't. I just check it now because I posted a review. Oh, that's why we're not getting a lot of hits. You don't post enough. You're not spending enough time marketing us. Director of marketing. I just started that. It's a learning process. Yes, it is. And I'm posting every day, aren't I? Mm. I've been sharing every fucking day. Don't even go there. Mm. All right. So uh, the other one was a was a surprise. I didn't even know this movie was coming out. It's called uh, The Hitman's Bodyguard. Uh, yeah, I saw that last week. Yeah, yeah, I saw it because you shared it, and I didn't even know I didn't know anything about it. And all of a sudden, Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson. You got Samuel L. Jackson being protected by being escorted by Ryan Reynolds. And you sure that's right? Well, yeah. Ryan Reynolds grabs him to to um. He's supposed to. I don't know. It's like midnight fucking run, but for Hitman. That's pretty much what it is. Mm. 
in a way. Where Ryan Reynolds has to take him from one, one place to another and they're getting fucked with. Pretty pretty <laughs> sure you have that wrong. All right. Well, why don't you correct me, sir? I'm going to. That is a great poster. <laughs> the funny part is, like, people that don't know, that they weren't even alive when the bodyguard was in theaters. They probably wouldn't even get that. Sama Hayek's in it. Yes, she's still, she's still very attractive. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> no shit. There is no plot in this. It says the bodyguard takes his former enemy, a hitman, as a client so that they can defeat a dictator. That's, But that's not how I saw the... It looks like Ryan Reynolds hired Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, whatever. Look, we do a piece of shit prediction, right? And our piece of shit prediction is based not on any research. It is based sorely on <clears throat> what we see in the trailer. And that's what I got from the trailer. Whether it be true or not. All I know is this shit looks funnier than fuck. Oh, yeah, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Executive protection agent. Okay. What? <laughs> this is such a fucking cool trailer. It's a great Tebow. I like this part where he jumps. Yeah. Doink. Ow. Ow. <laughs> this is my that's my favorite part of the trailer right there where he's just sitting there he's like ruined the word motherfucker I was up here <laughs> <laughs> see that was added that, that wasn't in the first trailer the Selma Hayek thing uh -huh. I don't think <laughs> That's great, dude. If any theater shows this, they show the fucking green band trailer instead of the red. <coughs> they are fucking fired. Yep. This is one of those movies that you do not watch at three o'clock in the afternoon, edited for for television on TBS. Oh, yeah, <laughs> they're gonna show that fucking movie on TBS oh, and TNT know. and Comedy Central. Yeah, because hey, you know. Because uh, vamping for time. <laughs> vamping for time. Right. So the next film that we will be talking about on uh, Cinescape presents uh, movie reviews. <laughs> it's a Cinescape movie review. I don't guess. Next one we will be talking about is Free Fire. Gives a fuck. You wanted to see fucking Free Fire, so. <laughs> you sure, sure. I just wanted to keep it. I wanted to keep it consistent with the whole Fate of the Furious. Yeah. Fuck that movie. Yeah, fuck this shit. Oh, we didn't rate it, did we? Yeah, we did. Oh wait, no, we didn't. We did not. We we RT'd it, but we didn't. Um. Uh, I gave it a two out of ten. Two. Yeah. You gave it a same score as Independence Day Resurgence. No, Resurgence got a point five. Oh, did I give it a zero? I think I gave it a zero. I don't. Uh, yeah, I think Independence Day you gave worse than me, and this is a three because yeah. I enjoy Jason Statham, you know, rescuing the baby. Remember, <laughs> And then I like the uh, yeah, of course the the uh, the new the was it the the war dance at the beginning with the soccer team. Yeah, <laughs> that was funny. All right, but other than that, no, fuck this movie. All right, fuck you. So yeah, we're gonna see the free fire. Free fire. Whole thing looks like it's a Reservoir Dogs in a fucking warehouse. Pretty much, and uh, yeah, and it's getting good uh, reviews. So hopefully, it uh, 
It kicks ass. It's in limit, it's in a semi limited release here, but there are showings. We are going to see it. We and we should start rating movies just based off of title alone. Free Fire. Oh, that movie's going to be a fucking point five. <laughs> Seriously, or, or posters. These are the movies that are coming out in 2018. Here's their posters. Yeah, but they always do these trends where they all look similar to each that, other. That's the point. Ugh. Nah, nah. You have to rate movies based on what their posters look like. All right. So, once again, for Cinescape Movie Reviews, I am Joe Spiegel. Nice to Catch you all on the flip side. Good night. Good show. Jolly good show. Jolly good show indeed. Hakuna Matata, bitches. This is the Cinescape Movie Podcast. We thank you for listening to the show. And if you have any questions or comments, you can email us or tweet us. My handle is at Joe Spiegel underscore Joe. My handle. That's what I call it. My handle. You can tweet me at. You can send me a tweet at. Tweet me. You can follow me. Fuck off. All right. Yeah. Follow. You can you know, follow me or tweet me at. Send a tweet to. All right. Follow. Follow would be better. You can follow me on tweet. <laughs> tweeter. You can tweeter me. You can follow me on Twitter at Joe Spiegel underscore Joe. And for me, it is at. What about you? MPS 5150 because I make it easy. Yeah, you do. Well, that's the end of the show. Thank you for listening. And please remember, share the podcast. Hey, hey, hey. What is it, Joe? Yeah. You see that little button over there? Yeah. Yes. All you what do button? The little share button. Which button is that? It says share. Sometimes it's a little arrow that goes in a circle. Regardless, it's there. Or more. So share. Share. Share that podcast. Click that shit. <laughs> it's simple. Please. We put we do put some work into this. Not a lot. Not a lot. Not as much as we should. But still, all you have to do is click the share button. Yeah. Click anything that says share. Like on our movie reviews, there's a Facebook share and a Google Plus. Pick one. We Sp- prefer Facebook, but you know. Spread the love. Help us grow. Spread the love, and we will spread our legs open for you. No, we won't. I take showers. Well, what is that one? Show the balls? <laughs> open your balls. Open your balls. <laughs> shower, yeah. Share, share the, share the show. Share the hell out of it. <laughs> share. <laughs> Give her some love. I sound like little Nick. <laughs> Have a good night. <laughs> this is the end. It's the end. Finito! The end, I tell you! We're all going to nibble the dust! Argo, fuck yourself.